player that I can tell you will play is Jack Vine. You know, he's, he's ready to go. Um, he's someone that we need in our team. He brings a set of and the stiffness to our team and the way we play. So um, you know, looking forward to getting him back. Hello and welcome to Attention to Detail, the podcast for D's fans, by D's fans, as we hold on for dear life aboard the roller coaster ride that is barracking for the Melbourne Football Club. My name is Tim. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm always here with Simo. How are you, mate? Doing well, mate. Doing well after uh, after the bye week. It's, uh, it was a bit strange not watching the D's, um, but I think it was a good chance for us to rest and regain our composure for the year. Very, very stress-free in that sense, and I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it's been a lot to enjoy about Melbourne football this week, but it was kind of nice just to kind of relax and watch some games just for their merit, I think. Yeah, 100%. I think, well, yeah, the games, are the, I'll tell you what, there's a couple of tight games, wasn't there? Um, especially especially the kick up the siren. It was kind of good to hang on to the top spot. I thought that was, you know, I was riding DeLong as I tipped him, but yeah, um, very, very good to keep uh, top spot behold. Um but yeah, I suppose a couple of weeks before, uh, and, well, from our last game where, you know, it was a great cause. And I think that was the biggest thing we took out of the day because, you know, obviously there wasn't a win to go along with it. But um, for MND, um, so huge win for their charity and everything. And yeah, the day went really well. It was good, good to see the slide and Neil um, having a lot of fun enjoying his face. But um, it's not the only day in the AFL calendar, but it's certainly one of the biggest that is just. It's where you really kind of take a moment and just be grateful that life is bigger than football. And uh, it's great to see media players. The amount of blue beanies just out and about, shopping centers, I've got kids at school that wear them, just out, people out for walks. It's it's incredible. And his, his legacy that, you know, his building is only going to get bigger, I think, as the years go on. 100%. 100%. So before we do anything similar, we've got to thank our incredible sponsors, Hop In Brewing. Check out their amazing selection of craft beers and say good day to Mike and Jody for us while you're there. And yeah, mention that you heard of us on the on the podcast as well too. I'm sure they'd love to know any new customers as well. So we sort of thought today, obviously, there's no game being on the bye weekend, but we have got we're at the halfway point of the season and we did our mid-season review the other week with the boys from Pressure Point, which was heaps of fun. Uh, we've had a couple of interviews, you know, spoke to trainers last week, unfortunately he weren't there, but we just had a, a fantastic chat with uh, Daniel Cross, which was yeah, outstanding to talk to another player who, yeah, has a wealth of knowledge and experience across a couple of different clubs, not only in playing, but uh, coaching as well too. So stay tuned for that. That is coming uh, in the next week or so as well too. So, But we thought today we'd talk a little bit about the rest of the year, uh, just briefly before we preview which is what's going to be a really telling game, a blockbuster game, and the first game that Melbournians can attend in, what, how many weeks? Two weeks, three weeks now? Oh, pushing almost four, is it? Oh, I can't remember Definitely. now. No, it's it's going to be a huge game um, against Essendon, who are certainly on the rise as well, and certainly got their chests puffed up after a big win on the weekend, so... But let's have a quick look at where we stand currently. So, thankfully, thanks to Gary Rowan, still top of the ladder this week and during the buy round, uh, sitting at 11 and 2. And we're, yeah, looking at the run home there. We've got eight games left. Am I right? Nine, nine games. Nine games left. So, we've got GWS Giants at the G. We've got Port Adelaide at Adelaide, Hawks at the G, Suns at Metricon, Dogs at the MCG, West Coast over at Optus, Crows at the G, and then finishing off our season, our home and away season, is Geelong down at GMHBA. 
So, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag there. But I don't know, mate. Looking at those, realistically, what, what would you see as a pass mark in terms of finishing off the season and really kind of building upon that momentum that we've had in the first half of the year? Well, it, you look at past years, you think probably 16, 17 definitely gets you in the top four. 16 is probably on the border to get into there, into the top four. So therefore, you know, 11 wins at the moment. We need to win five of the last nine. You think of games against, you know, oh, Essendon probably, it's hard to say, but, we're, you know, we'll come in as favourites. But you look at the Giants at the G, Hawthorne at the G, Sydney at Metricon and Crows at the G, there's, you'd hope four wins. I mean, obviously you look at our losses to to the Crows and Collingwood and you think, well, hmm, but, you know, back at the G, I think, I think we'll, you'll see a different, different D's come back out. I think you'll see us, well, I hope to see us firing like we did at the start of the year. So, you know, if we win those four, that brings us to 15 and then, to win, to win one or two of those other games is definitely manageable. Um, you look at the game against the Bombers, that will give us five. And then you look at the games such as Bulldogs, Adelaide, oh, sorry, West Coast and Geelong, all away from the G will be very tough asks. Um, I think West Coast will probably be at their best probably by then. Um, they're probably a team that are just sort of tinkering at the moment. I think they get Shuey back this week and whatever. So, you know, they'll get some really good players coming back in. The Cats at the Cattery is always a tough one, but you look at what we've done, oh, what we did a while ago, we're able to, to knock them off over there. Port Adelaide and Adelaide, tough ass. But to be honest, I, I find Port Adelaide is flat track bullies. I feel like they don't show up against the really good sides um, or they can't get the job done at this stage. And then the doggies at G will be a blockbuster. So... Yeah, it's, it's sort of a mixed bag for the rest of the year. I mean, yeah. either way, I feel. Not nine games. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see five to six wins at least um, to give us to, to shore up the top four spot and, you know, hopefully push them for a top two finish. So looking at the squiggle ladder predictor, um, which is pretty accurate, it sort of combines a whole bunch of different um, data sites, but they've got us finishing second on the ladder, 16 and seven uh, with a percentage of 125. So you've also got... Bulldogs finishing with the same amount of wins, but just a higher percentage given where they're at currently. And I, yeah, to follow up on what you said, it's we're playing probably the top, you know, the remainder of the top four in the second half of this year, especially when sides that want to be hitting their straps and really kind of finding the momentum rolling into September. Uh, you know, we sort of played, yeah, Geelong in that last game, Dogs and Port Adelaide, probably looking at the remainder of the top four. I think anything under a top two finish after the first half of the season would be extremely disappointing. So you imagine, you know, winning the first qualifying final and booking our spot in a prelim like straight away. Yeah, incredible. Given that we don't have a normal game review to go through, but we certainly asked everybody what was the biggest area to address for the remainder of the season. And we'll talk about that in the next section. Fugazi. People only commenting on what they see, um, but internally, it's Fagazi. Can you do with your best uh, Matthew McConaughey impression from the water <laughs> No, I can't, but it's, uh, it's goes something like Fagazi, it's Woozy, it's Wazi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Marable, we did ask our fans, what is our biggest area that we need to address for the remainder of the season? And I believe that you're going to get us the cab started off. Absolutely. So first one comes in from Rob State. Better connection, connection between Max and the midfield. Our clearances need to increase. And get Joel Smith into the third defender role. Petty could possibly go forward if Ben Brown can't cut it. To be honest, I haven't been a huge fan of Joel Smith across the time. And I think Petty's actually doing a pretty good job. 
completely agree with Max and the connection because, yes, I think, what, especially in the first half of games, I think teams really rove well off Max. I think if we can nullify that um, early in games, it'd be really beneficial for us playing four quarters. Nice one. All right, next we've got Ian Johnson on Facebook said, a more structured, consistent forward line. Pretty much echoes what we were just talking about before. They need to sort out what their balance and what their forward mix looks like. Uh, whether that's yeah, a mixture of one, two tools and which tools that is, they need to make sure that they decide on what's going to be the most effective going forward and making sure that yeah, it's set heading into final. So it's great that we've got the depth, but yeah, they really need to make a decision there. Absolutely. Next one comes in from David Rothwell. So start putting teams away earlier. We've not really had any big wins. Seems we we pull away in the last quarter. I reckon in games where we are ahead, we do do that. But I think in games where it's been close during the year, we have blown a couple of sides away. You think of the GWS and Hawthorne game. But yeah, as, as opposed to other, other games when we are ahead already, I wouldn't say we really put our foot off the pedal as such, but I think it would be good to see us completely smack aside. 100% agree. They do certainly go into a protect the lead mode. You can kind of see there's been games certainly in the last quarter. The attacking side of things certainly tones down. They really look to kind of control the ball use and, and, and work the ball and really rack up those uncontested possessions. So there's got to be pros and cons for, for both approaches because if you go too aggressive, then you kind of can leave yourself exposed and find yourself, uh, yeah, running backwards pretty quickly if you turn the ball over in the middle of the ground. So, yeah, it's finding that balance there as well too. Uh, next one, we've got Daniel Ruffin. He said, Jack back to improve clearance work. Max hitting peak form at the right title of the season. So exciting that we've got Vin back this week, named a certain starter today from uh, from the coach, which is awesome. So we know we've, we've loved his intensity and we've certainly missed it, I think, at times in the midfield. Sparrow's done a pretty admirable job um, as his replacement in and around that position, but it certainly hasn't been a like-for-like, one-in-one-out in in that sense, and we can't match what Viney brings to our side. So, no, absolutely there. 100%. I'd love to see the mongrel bastard come back in. Um, As a doppelganger and my lookalike, yeah, we are loving to see him back in the side. Um, Next one comes from Steve Lowe. To fix centre clearances, here we go again. Good sides walk the ball out of our midfield and it puts significant pressure on our defenders. Yeah, luckily we've got the defense we have at times because I tell you what, if yeah, if our defense couldn't stand up, um, we, we definitely wouldn't be eleven and two. Hundred percent agree, but I think it's more you look at you look at the forward the yeah, first half of games. Teams teams just get yardage against us, and I think that really eliminates our real key contested balls. So therefore, getting first use and first hands of the footy will really improve that. Next, we've got Mark Pepper. I really like how we sum this up. The one thing I've wanted all season, consistency. Stick to the process, adapt when necessary, keep everyone accountable, and we'll be fine. And I really like that. It's very simple, but very uh, direct approach. And yeah, we'd love to see that as well too. 100%. I think the last one must come in from Twitter. So from Danny Danny Jedi, key forward in, inside 50, delivery is included. Yeah, definitely. I think we want the want players um, that have got the polish coming inside 50. You look at the Sparrows, you look what happens. Sorry, Sparrow, Spargo, when the ball comes inside 50. Um, yeah, better use and having a key key inside or key inside target without with with a little bit less predictability. I think um, more so within the last, especially when Brown and Wiedemann have been the side. I feel like we've been more predictable for other teams, a little bit easier to defend. So therefore, to be honest, I think well the hard part about T Mac is because you look at what happened when he was a main man, and you sort of wonder what if he becomes a main main target and teams really take him out of the game. 
But you look at like what Jackson was doing to buddy up with T-Mac. Um, he was able to, you know, release T-Mac in that way um, and, you know, hit packs. Whether he not, he couldn't contain the mark, but he was still hitting packs and he could bring it to ground. So I, I strongly believe and I, I think we'll, um, we're a little bit one-dimensional at the moment. I feel like we try it and at least go back to our original first, first six rounds uh, forward st- uh, structure. I feel like, you know, we'll look a little bit more dangerous and a little bit unpredictable to, uh, to defences. All right, mate. That pretty much sums that up. But next, we've got to look at the week ahead in Simo's very special segment, One Week at a Time. Uh, we're, we're pleased with where we sit. We understand there's going to be some hype around how we're playing, but we also want to just take it you know, one week at a time. And, and coaches say that a lot, and, and people, and it's just the reality. You can't look too far ahead. Well, heading into how good is this? Being back at the G, it's been a long time coming. I mean... 25% of the capacity, you know, it'd be great to see some fans at the G, the home of football. It'd be good to see um, a bit of, you know, a bit of rivalry with the Essendon versus Melbourne. Um, one one fond, fond memory, actually, I'm going to bring up Essendon-Melbourne is um, the Troy Broadbridge game back in 2005 in round one. Um, very special moment for me. So whenever I think of Essendon-Melbourne, I think of that moment. Um, was the first time I got to go onto the MCG. So got to let off the balloons and everything after his tragedy. And, um, yeah, I remember when Uzo could go in the pocket and we got up and, gee, it was a good moment. So, yeah, so I hold that pretty close. But um, heading into this week, uh, heading up against the Dons, who have been they've been playing pretty, really good footy, really good attacking footy. And I suppose that their score from turnover from the likes of, like, Hind, he just propels so much and, the emergence of Darcy Parrish and Dylan Shield and Andy McGrath have gone out as they've been outstanding. And you think, I mean, Stringer's won, but it's one week. He's very inconsistent. You think most likely wouldn't come out and do that again, but I suppose we still need to be mindful. And you look at like blokes like Tipper, and Tipper's always around the mark. And even, I don't know why, but Kyle Hooker, I hate him as a footballer, but he's always one to look out for as well. He can easily pop up, bob up, and uh, yeah. Certainly, if he's swung forward, put a few goals on us as well. But definitely a danger game. I think the fact that they're riding a high at the moment and they're very much feeling up and about, and I know they've set their targets on taking a scalp and looking at that top four, and they're, they're in good form. And Melbourne need to be aware of that. And I think that hopefully with that time of the buy, they've taken that time to reset hopefully address the debacle that was that Collingwood game and make sure that they're coming out not to repeat that. And I know that they can reset and they make sure that they address their opponent each week and they have the utmost respect for whoever they're playing. However, we need to make sure that we come up with that same intensity and everything that they know, all that hard work that they've put in and all those structures that are in place, we need to make sure we come out and hit them hard. And then we need to have a really strong start to the quarter as well too because, as you said, their firepower has been really potent at the moment and they can score quickly, score off turnovers. And we buckled under pressure against Collingwood and we did that against Adelaide as well too. So those couple of games where we've been caught off guard and our full pressure hasn't quite been there and our defense has really been put under the pump, we've coughed up. So we need to make sure that, yeah, we're, we're ready to go at that first bounce. But no doubt, Maxi and Goody will have the boys lining up ready to go. But it really is shaping up to be a huge game, I think. Yeah, a lot of excitement. And I hope that the Ds bring it. Um, I think, yeah, Vin probably comes in for, for Sparrow. I think um, Wiedemann goes out with... Potentially either Brown or, gee, I'll tell you what, it's, it's an interesting one. Would it? Do we go smaller? Do we bring in a player like Kay Chandler? Or does even Sparrow still get a game? 
you know, potentially he had a good game against against Brizzy, but then you look at his game against Collingwood, you know, it's a hard one. Um, hit and miss. Yeah, difficult. I think the person that comes out for Viney, it's got to be somebody of that ilk. And unfortunately, Sparrow might be the one that that makes way for him at the moment. I think the forward line is definitely going to change. I, I have a feeling that Wiedemann might get the drop and whether it is, as you said, they could go all small. They could bring in Brown again. They could uh, bring in Mitch Brown. I don't know. Like Mitch Brown, they have trust in him. And mm. as much shit that he cops from fans and, and trolls and stuff, I still think he's a serviceable forward. He's a great insurance policy. And I feel like that he's, that he's at the club for a reason. They renewed his contract. We know why he's there in that sense. They they brought him to the club for the reason, and, and he's when he's needed, he's stepped up. So don't be surprised if it's somebody like that. Like mm. you saw what happened with T-Mac on Queen's birthday. Who are they bring in as a replacement? Mitch Brown sitting as an emergency just in case T-Mac has to, you know, to be there for the birth of his kid. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, that's something that they trial, but I wouldn't be surprised also for a bit of a shake-up as well too. Yeah, so so you're thinking so so Vin and potentially Brown. I actually really like that because well, for one, Brown's playing against his old side, so he'd be looking to uh to prove him wrong and show that little bit of grit. I reckon would be you know give a bit of fire in the belly, being back at the G as well. I think and a bit of crowd being back in Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh gee, I tell you what, seeing Viney coming out, mate. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it'll be interesting to see how we go about it with him. I wonder if he'll play. Uh, modified minutes because he, I don't think he's played. Is he played? Come through the VFL? No, no. So coming in, so he's coming in, straight in, coming in hot. Our vice captain. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, mate. I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. I reckon, yeah, Vin, Vin and Brown in for Weedham and um, and Sparrow. I reckon I reckon you've done well there, and I think probably a, probably a Sparrow himself as a Medi sub. Yeah, I reckon, yeah, probably Sparrow. I reckon he'll be, I reckon he'll be the Medi sub. Crowds have spoken. The people, the people are asking for it, and we have to give we have to give the people what they want. They want Simo's multi. What is what is Simo's multi for this week, mate? I I reckon I'm due. I'm definitely due for a multi. I had an absolute mare on the weekend. I I had six multis go down by one leg, so I was a little bit upset about that. But you know, gamble responsibly. I think this week will be a really interesting one. You got a lot of really strong ball winners at, at the Bombers, so you think who does Harmsy go to? Um, does Clayton Oliver get off the leash? Petrarca just flex his muscles and show Stringer how to actually play the mid forward role. Therefore, I might just go with the old faithful. I reckon I can Bailey Fritch most goals. It's always it's always a way. I think he's well, being a lean goal kicker for a reason. As long um, as he kicks, as long as he kicks three in the first quarter, then he'll be right, which he's well, you know, well capable of. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then uh, we'll go Clary. I mean, we'll go we'll go safe one this week. So Fritter most goals, um, Clary most disposals, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the D's just a, just as a head to head, just because. Well, I think it'll be pretty even odds. Um, I reckon I reckon the bookies will actually really like us in in this game to cause an upset. So. Yeah, I reckon the D's will come in probably around the dollar fifty, dollar sixty mark. So I reckon um, that could be the best way to go about it. Awesome, mate. Well, it's going to be a cracker of a game, and yeah, you're heading in. Um, 
undecided at the moment. I'm actually flying out to uh, to Queensland next week. Uh, oh, nice this, one. this weekend, sorry. I'm heading, heading from Sunday to Thursday. So, yeah, might have to do a cheeky podcast in Queensland. <laughs> that's it. Go, be, but, um, yeah, on the road, that's all right. On the road, might that's be easy. Might be a phone one. I don't know. If, oh, I'll probably take my laptop, see what happens. Nah, that's all right. Nah, yeah. all good. Nah, it should be should yeah. be an absolute belter of a game and let's hope that the days get up in that sense. But yeah, make sure to all those people out there, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Remember our Twitter is at A-T-T-N to detail, D-E-E-T-A-I-L. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, or Google. And thanks for all the love that we've had for the last recent weeks. It's been awesome having these interviews and getting some great feedback. So thanks for all that. Also, before we leave, um, we've got our proud sponsors coming on, Jody and, and Mike, to go through our Five and a Flash uh, segment, which will be really good to see and really put them under the test to go through the D's and Bombers game. Nice one. All right. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Simo. We'll see you next week. Bye.